PFT Media. Well, hey, kids. It's your buddy, Peter. It is October 2nd at around 530. We're putting the finishing touches on episode 109. Uh, this one's kind of bittersweet. It's, uh, it's one I'm a little sad to do, but happy to do. Uh, when I started this whole thing, I uh, did, didn't have a clue as to what I was going to do, but I, I, the one thing I did know was I wanted my friend... CJ Mass to write me a theme song and I went to him and uh, he knocked it out pretty quickly because he's a talented cat and uh, I did an episode with him I think it was the first or second episode I recorded and uh, the third one that I put out and at the beginning I mean it seems like such a long time ago it was two years ago uh, it it, uh, it was the one thing that I felt really confident about was my theme song anyway he has moved to Nashville. Uh, at the time we recorded this a couple weeks ago, he was uh, about three days away from moving and wanted to make sure I got in one more time at least to say thank you and tell him I love him and his beautiful family. And Anyway, uh, if you are in the music scene here in Orlando, you probably know CJ. And if you aren't in Orlando and maybe not, maybe you're not familiar with him, uh, He's just a super dude. He, he's he's easily one of my best friends, and probably the most talented dude I've ever met. And just generally, just a good good guy, a good family man, a good friend, just a decent human being. And uh, it was nice to have him in one more time. Uh, and and I love him, and I love his family, and I, I miss him. If you're listening in Virginia, not Virginia, if you're listening in Nashville, that's where he is now. And if you're looking for somebody to do sound or play music in your establishment or record, CJ is your man. Anyway, so this is my conversation with my friend, CJ Mask. A couple things have happened. Uh, you might have heard on the last episode, we got two brand new sponsors. And just because of the nature of the show, I record a couple weeks in advance. So I'm getting kind of doing a get to know my new sponsors thing on for a couple weeks at the very beginning and these things I call bumpers at the beginning of the shows the first one is Orlando Meats if uh, you've been in town the last couple weeks you might know they've opened up they opened up in uh, kind of midway through 2017 and the Virginia Drive area right between Ivanhoe and Mills 50 and they're like a family-owned butcher shop and restaurant. Their relationships with local producers, they, they source the, like the highest quality, ethically raised meats and process the entire carcass in-house. It's a butcher shop and a restaurant. They are a nose-to-tail operation. They use every part of the animal for retail in their full-service butcher shop or process in their kitchen to make some of the most amazing dishes you're going to get your hands on. Uh, it, get the burger. It's it's my favorite burger. <laughs> it's fast. It's casual. It's cool. Uh, they carry local beer on tap. They serve lineage coffee, which is just dynamite local cup of coffee they have just a, a, a great natural wine list they serve breakfast every day they're open from 8 to 11 they serve brunch on Sundays go in there and check out the brunch right now they're taking pre-orders for fresh heritage white turkeys for the holidays these turkeys roam freely on pastures just just have these 
these turkeys have the life and they're roaming free on pastures here in central Florida so they're gonna be more flavorful than any conventionally raised turkey that you're gonna get at one of the supermarkets and like all the meats they carry they work closely with the farmers to ensure the highest quality meats in the turkeys the deadline for the turkeys if you want to get one for the holidays and you're probably gonna to want to is November 10th give them a call at the shop to reserve one right now their phone number is 407 598-0700. That's 407-598-0700. Don't waste time on this. You're going to want to do it. And this Sunday, this Sunday coming up, the day after, two days after this drops, November 5th, they're having their grand opening celebration. It's going to be like an old-fashioned barbecue. It's an all-day event which is going to feature a, a limited whole hog menu free samples they're gonna have giveaways their acclaimed medium rare burger the one that i was just talking about a couple seconds ago it's normally 12 bucks and worth every penny of it it's going to be seven dollars throughout the whole entire day come meet the awesome team the farmers that they work with are going to be there we're going to be there and come celebrate with the people over at orlando meats orlando meats is located at 728 virginia drive when you go in there tell them that you heard about them on sketch and good conversation and we've got another brand new sponsor little indies if you're in orlando you know little indies you know they're right next to will's pub right next to dirty laundry smack dap in the middle just a good cool independent funky little cocktail bar they're they're uh from will will's been doing bars here in town forever and uh he knows what he's doing open seven days a week they're located in the mills 50 district at 1036 mills avenue if you haven't been check out their happy hour they have two for one wells and seven dollar craft cocktails it's from four to eight there's music pretty much all weekend on tuesdays it, it's industry night Wednesdays, Eugene Snowding and 10 Pints of Truth. Thursday is Kaylee Baker. Friday is DJ BMF. This coming Sunday, they're doing bingo with the host who uh, has been on the podcast, Bailey Kaplan, one of our favorite people in the world. Go over to Little Indies and tell them that we sent you. Like I said, if you are listening in nashville check out my friend cj the guy we're talking to because we love him cj for listening i love you buddy and i miss you and your family you guys go outside and play be nice to each other hug each other love each other okay take it easy i love you guys peace bye bye
you so much for checking out the new episode of Scotch and Good Conversation. I am your host, and my name is Peter, and we are on the PFT Radio Network. We're a weekly hangouty, interviewee, excuse to afternoon drink podcast, get together type thing. Here's what we do we find interesting people, we bribe them with alcohol, we have them come in, we turn off our cell phones, we turn off the computers, and we talk. Sometimes we drink, sometimes we don't. Hopefully, in a perfect world, it becomes something mildly entertaining, something that you'll like to listen to, and we have a good time along the way. If this is the kind of thing that you want to be part of, go to scotchandgoodconversation.com and you can listen to all our past podcasts. We are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play. If you'd like to get involved... (laughs) Uh, give us a call, 407-965-5557. That's 407-965-3577. If the phone's not your thing, I understand. Email us at scotchandgoodconversation at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Instagram. We're on Twitter. We got a Facebook group, Scotch and Good Conversation. Let's get involved in every single one of us. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Bama Pama Vintage B A M A. P-A-N-A, vintage, vintage menswear and stuff for dudes. Vintage, cool dude stuff. Google them, find their Etsy shop, look around, you're going to see something you love. And then uh, in the discount code, use the word scotch, you'll get 15% off. And then follow them on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're local here in Florida, they do pop-ups all over the place. Go in their booth. Tell them that Scotch and Good Conversation sent you, and you'll get 15% off and probably a big old hug. B-A-M-A-P-A-N-A Vintage, Bama Pama Vintage, the best in vintage menswear. We have a guest. It's a return guest, Mr. CJ Mask. Yay. Yay. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you were on episode three. Three? Three, I think. I that was like nine or something. No, you were episode three. I think I recorded oh. with you second but you became episode three because our buddy Calvin was episode one, who I recorded third, but became episode one because he owned a menswear store that I wanted mm-hmm. to be part of. Whoops. Hold on. Okay, before I had a whole myriad of problems, I was saying you were episode three. So you're back. Thank you for coming in. Um, you know how this goes. I'm going to do three things that I know about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides the fact that you are a return guest on episode number three, uh, I wrote this under the headline of your episode. Mm-hmm. It said, in episode number three, we hang with our buddy CJ and his dog Cash, named after Johnny Cash, of course. We talk about the Illuminati, the correct way for a dude to wear mascara, having our hearts broken for the first time and being in a band. We do this along with some afternoon whiskey drinking. You can catch CJ playing all over Central Florida. And then I put your website, which doesn't work anymore. And uh, then you texted me a couple days ago and you wrote this. Hey, real talks. That's what I do. You, you, you text like a nine-year-old. Uh, I want to do a redemption, scotch and good conversation podcast. I don't want to be just one of the crappy early ones. And then you put a smiley face. So what you been up to, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's just redo the old one. That sounds like... 
I mean, I don't even remember any of that conversation. It was about two years ago. I, yeah. think it was, I think it aired. It dropped. I think that's what they said on mm-hmm. the streets. The kids say dropped. It aired um, October 9th of 2015. I've been in the podcast Dude, game yo, for it, a man. while. Look at that. That's, that's awesome. I know, right? Uh, so you, you, you've been moving around, making it, shake it, it, it uh, doing the band thing, doing the music thing, mm-hmm. living the dream. Living the dream, doing all right. Got a little girl. You you know what's funny about that day that, that I recorded with you? I wound up babysitting your yes. daughter that day. <laughs> That's right. You it was the most did, terrifying day of my entire life. Came over, did a podcast, and then watched my kid. Yeah, I might have had a little whiskey. <laughs> Just a teeny bit, though. Like, literally, it was a mouthful because I was frightened of podcasting back then. Now I don't care. Uh, uh, so... Uh, you, 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 that, that was your first thing. So you came back. Thank you for coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, thing number two I know about you is you're moving. I am. Where are you moving to, buddy? I know, but tell the kids. <laughs> moving to Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. But ding, 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 ding. Like in four days or something. Uh, that's like. frightening as hell. You ready? Nah, man. Okay. I mean, what, what is ready? Who knows? Uh, you, you got your shit in boxes? Is, is, got, there, a, is there a plan? Most, yeah, there's, there's plans being put into place. But okay. Uh, I, I I love you. Your your rock and roll living on the edge. Your your seat kind of lifestyle. You no, and a lady. Just, it's just chaos. So you just got to have to ride. After Irma hit and everything fell apart for a half a minute, like now it's just kind of like, well, it's only uphill from here, pal. Yeah, exactly. I know, right? Uh, Nashville is gonna be. You're gonna be a rock star there. Is that the plan? Nashville is just a place I think I can go to and just try to keep figuring out me. Okay, you know I, mean? I, I I've been to Nashville. Uh, recently and it, it looks cool and I, I think you're going to be okay there I ain't worried about you you're surrounded by friends um, Kyle Cox who at, when this comes out will have been on the podcast yeah, I want to hear that one uh, episode 104 lives up there we got into it I know him and I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's the last one I want to hear <laughs> we talked about life and religion <laughs> and churches and things um, yeah, we got into it a little bit I, I was really happy I was scared like because <laughs> I, I, I love it when I get into a conversation and I do this and go we don't have to talk about this no. if you don't want to <laughs> and it's only happened a couple times and that's when the, the you said real talk reels, reels talk up, that's when the reels talk yeah. happens Kyle's a surprising guy too because like you're not going to offend Kyle you're not going to like I, he's the kind of guy too where you're always like ah this guy but he, there's a lot of depth to that guy man there's no I, I, like, would, I wouldn't doubt there is I just don't know him really well yeah. you know and he was coming in town to do to do a show over at Will's Pub and I, I was like hey come in and talk about the new record and we'll promote your show a little bit and uh, yeah he, he he poured it out all on the table and we went through it and <laughs> looked around and That's cool. analyzed it a little bit yeah yeah uh and uh, so you're moving. You got a plan. You're going to be okay. I, I'm going to come visit you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah. I'm going to. We like Nashville. There's a lot of good bars there. There's music. Um, American Pickers. I, I, yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that's all we the, saw. Did you go to the store when you were there? The yeah, it's kind of silly. It was kind of silly. Yeah, did yeah, you just buy a T-shirt and look at I, stuff you I, can't I, buy? No, I don't. I don't buy T-shirts. I, uh, <laughs> I I don't mean to brag, but I think I I, I think she's the production assistant. I, I I know her a little bit, so oh. I, did, I did like a picture of me next to the door. Oh. Yeah, so she was she uh she acquired a Willie Nelson bandana through Bama Pama Vintage. Oh, and she that, gave it I to remember that one. Remember she, you that? she gave it to Mike. Mm. So I'm on I'm on kind of a sort of a first name basis with an American picker. There you go. Yeah, through through our sponsor Bama Pama Vintage, B A M A P A N A Vintage, the best in vintage menswear. Uh, the Nashville thing's funny, like because we have no uh, plan. There's no plan. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> um, it just <laughs> we have a, a little bit of money. Okay, and, you know, like a. Uh, 
enough to buy a little time but there's just not, you know it's just kind of like it's cool just doing it like I you t- my dad was in town one time and you made a joke to him about how I like to put myself in a tough spot and figure it out or something like that you you do I, I made a joke you said about that you to my doing dad. It? Yeah, about yeah. you or me you made that joke about me to my dad yeah yeah you're like you realize your son likes to put himself in hard places and figure it out or something that's you like that. that's you in a nutshell dude and I, I mean, I've watched you know, it happen a dozen times <laughs> and my dad kind of laughed and was like well where do you think he gets it from mm-hmm. and I just never even thought of myself in that way at all and I was like well I guess that is true you know so I feel like I'm that way right now I'm like you got I, we have no plan we have no net we have nothing to fall back on it's just like and it like it makes me so excited like just to go figure it out <laughs> well, it, it, and I know you're aware of this and you've got the hustle in you you always have oh. but now you hustle even extra hard because you got two beautiful ladies who depend on you I know and it's fun to watch I, I, I've literally watched you like go we have what, 13 14 years we've been hanging out that mm-hmm. sounds about right what, 12 13 12 yeah, yeah. uh it's been fun to watch you become uh, an adult, sort yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. You you are a good adult. I'm a pr- I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a proud of you, son. I'm proud of you. Well, you. that's what it, I mean. For me, I don't. I mean, I don't. Again, I the that church I work for. I was there last night, and I like thanked them. I was like, thank you for this. It's been a great gig. Everybody's been so great and nice to me. And they're like, yeah, man, so cool. So why are you moving? <laughs> and then I was like. I just there's more out there for me to figure out. You Should know, blame it on Jesus. <laughs> told Jesus. Jesus Paul. told me to go. <laughs> did they give? Did they give you a going away gift? Uh, we have a service on Sunday. So they gave um, you a service. So yeah, they gave a whole service. Everybody prayed. They give you one more service to work at. <laughs> still, so we'll see how. We'll see how still got the devil in them. But that's what it, like that's what's so funny is like there's the you even saying that like you got the hustle in you. It's like I didn't. I don't even think about myself that way but I mean it's true I guess and that's why like I'm excited to take all the the dude I am and the skill sets I have and do more of me and figure that out and fall on my ass a couple times in the process man I, I think know? I've told you when I was worried about decisions you were making at least once <laughs> and and I, I think this is a good one oh yeah you guys got it set up yeah you know you know, what's a uh, uh, red guitar three chords and the truth that's all you need <laughs> I mean, who, what else are you going to do? You know? Who wrote that? Who, with that Bob the, Dylan said Is that, that Bob Dylan? Yeah, I, I know it through you, too, because everything I know about life it, it comes <laughs> from the words of Bono. Uh, the third thing I know about you is uh, you've been working out. I'm trying to. Yeah, I know. You're Mr. Healthy. Have you been working out since the hurricane, since everything went to hell in a handbasket? <laughs> no, because I'm, like, moving boxes around every day. That's, that's a kind <laughs> of a workout. My wife the other day was like, are you going to work out this week? I'm like, no, I need to conserve every ounce of energy I have before I load furniture and trucks and everything. <laughs> That's also funny to watch. I, I, I love workout CJ because I can tell you're proud, and you should be. You look good. You, you, well, your shoulders are huge. You're very sexy. No, you yeah. Know, You've always had good hair. Now you have good upper body strength. You know, I, so I worked out before, like with a personal trainer. You know, that was silly. Alpha. And, uh, Alpha. Yeah. I like that guy. Oh, you should interview Alpha. I know. Yeah, I, he Alpha. just kind of disappeared off the internet. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he. he um, I don't know. I don't know what he did. He's a funny guy, but I worked out with him before, and it was mostly like, here, lift these weights, do this, and I was like, okay, you know, and what's so weird is like, when my body began to change, um, I immediately rejected it. I would do that too. I hated it. I just was like, uh, I don't know, there's there's like a whole deeper conversation about this whole thing we could talk about if you want to, but like, it freaked me out, and I didn't like it, and then when uh, we stopped working out, and he stopped training or whatever, like I stopped working out, and 
lost every ounce of anything I had. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> now this time around, it's like completely different because it's it's like a change I want to have happen. Um, physically, that before it was like, oh, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe. How old are you now? What are you? Thirty. Yeah, see, you're you're ready for a change. It's it's new, CJ. You're not yeah. slacker, CJ anymore. You 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 are. I'm, I want to take care of myself in my old age. You're in your old age now, <laughs> almost. Hey, uh, can we edit this? Can I move this down so I can see you? You you don't even have to edit it. We're used to. But we're gonna like it's gonna make all this noise. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny when we make noise. <laughs> here's here, okay. And that's the edit point right there. Okay. Uh, no, Thanks. man. Here's really. I appreciate the, for telling me what to do on my podcast. Thank you. <laughs> here's what you're gonna want to do. Okay. Um, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the whole thing. What's maybe, the deal? Maybe this is what I want to talk about. Okay. So, because I've been doing like late night walks with the dog and just trying to figure it out and just figure out what what the fuck I'm doing. Talking you know to the I mean? universe. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, this is like a thing I don't. I have I don't talk about much, but it's the thing that's always like on my mind is like, because I have friends, we know people who really kind of work through depression and everything, you know, like that. It's me, right? <laughs> it's You're talking right? about me. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. They were just like very much a part of their day to day, and for me, like my depression has always felt like there's always this kind of shadowy figure behind me. Uh-huh. There's always this thing that's also kinda... me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll, I'll stop interrupting. You're no. being serious about your shadowy but there's figure. Like, there's like this dude who's always been with me for a long time, whatever. Like, And sometimes he whispers in my ear, sometimes I hear him. Uh-huh. But he, for a while, he doesn't, he doesn't impact my life, but he's always there. I can picture him, I can sense him all the time. And it's just funny, it's weird to me. And then somehow in the last couple of years, all of a sudden, like the... the the Scooby-Doo ghost sheet on top of this thing I was able to pull or something and see it and I got a vision of this person this the, I mean this manifestation of this depression that is always kind of hung out with me um, and literally like I had a dream or something a realization when I got to look at it it was me okay but it, the the physical person I was able to see, I don't know this is nonsense but the thing I was able to see was the me that I'm not I don't associate myself as now is like this kid who was just picked on and sad and you know what I mean like that that guy's been hanging out with me for a long time and again he doesn't make day to day decisions for me or anything and sometimes he whispers in my ear and sometimes he bums me out but like it's just not the guy I am anymore and in the past couple of years so much has changed and maybe you can tell me it's just getting older or getting more confident in yourself but like I look and finally get a look at this guy, and I'm like, oh, it's this stupid, skinny kid who was picked on and beaten up, or you know what I mean? And so, especially in the past year, I was able to like see myself. There's this really cool entrepreneur, speaker guy, or whatever nonsense, who talks about having like a personal audit, like take a personal audit all the time, figure out what you're good at, and exploit that skill set, and you know. And when I look at myself and audit myself, I just don't feel like that kid anymore and I was able to see actually I was able to literally see some video of myself from like that tour I did recently and see that guy and I was like oh man the way I feel on the inside is not the guy I feel like I look like on the outside like it's still there is a physical thing where I'm kind of hunched over and there's a lot of insecurity still held in my physical body that I don't have anymore and so literally in the past little bit of time it's like I want to have my outer appearance match what my inner appearance feels like. And I feel like I still 
give off this aura of this kid who's still whispering on my shoulder. So like, and I know this is like a whole lot of just nonsense, but just so that's like working out. Like, is me just like I don't want to be some huge buff guy for any reason. I just I feel like it would look stupid, but like I just want to feel like I look like the guy that I feel like on the inside. You know what I mean? And maybe somebody that is just having a track record of doing okay, and now I just want to keep doing that. And so even Nashville is like, yeah, let's throw myself in the fire and see if I can pull myself out because I I got a track record of pulling myself out of the fire plenty of times, you know. So that's the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <That's laughs> I've, I've been holding that in for, for five minutes. You've been talking. No, I, I see that. That that's that's your past insecurities behind yeah, you and now you're you're more confident you're an adult you're the best cj you can be yeah. and you'll stumble and you'll fall from time to time but you realize you'll get back up and there's still more cj to find that's what's cool like that's what's some people just i mean i guess i think of myself in life differently or something even like the move i'm like i don't want to like have a goodbye party because this is just where life's going and you know you'll I mean? see like, people yeah. the world's a small you know that you, you're going to see photos of people people are going to we're going to come see you your band friends will come through town you'll come through town at some point I'm sure even just the cycle of life is like this is just movement you know what I mean yeah. and I, I've become less sentimental the older I get Like, but I feel like in a good way like I don't care to hold on to things plus my memory's just terrible so I can't <laughs> hold on to things <laughs> but like honestly you know I mean? so this for me like the past year has just built up to this moment of moving forward and like I'm like man I get the opportunity to keep doing me and finding more of me out there and I got a like a wife who's very supportive of yeah, that yeah you do and she's like when I was like let's go she's like okay sure you Think, know what I mean? things <laughs> are things are on the upswing for you my friend yeah I ain't worried about you I will miss you terribly we we will come see you yeah. um but um, I, I, like I said, I always tell you when I think you're doing something dumb. I think I have <laughs> in the back of my head. I do. Maybe I just stay no, all that you, shit and don't no, actually tell do. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, when you fucked up, I've told you you fucked up, <laughs> and you fucked up. I've seen you fuck up. Uh-huh. But just don't do that again. You know, you learn from your experiences. You know, and odds are you are going to fuck up again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's part of life. But you learn from that shit and you move forward in the best possible direction. And Nashville is a very good direction mm-hmm. for you. You were uh, up top three things, and I'm sure this hasn't changed. The top three bands, singer, songwriters, or performers. Quick go, no pressure. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I should have thought about this beforehand. Uh, whatever I said last time, that's what mm-hmm. I. Uh, I think probably. Said I think like, it, I think you said uh, <laughs> like DC <what>? Talk. Um, <laughs> I couldn't. The Two Live Crew and oh, yeah, maybe too. and uh, um, uh, I don't know. It hit me three. Uh, I always loved me some Led Zeppelin. That was like my first. That was like my band for a long time. Um, I always wanted to just like be Jimmy Page. At some point in my life, I'm like, oh, you're kind of Jimmy Page. I could be better than Jimmy Page. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's what I was gonna say with that bullshit that you talked about earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> a minute ago. Uh, you are more and more like the guy I see on stage. Oh, like, yeah. but not on stage. Yeah, and that's good because the guy I see on stage is confident and a rock star. And and I'm not saying you need to be a rock star in real life, but the guy on stage is confident. The guy on stage knows he knows how to do what he needs to do on right. stage. But it's the rest of the time when you're not playing guitar <laughs> that you're worried about. Yeah. But you're more like that guy without your guitar in your hands. Yeah. I'm not just not even that. It's just the the guys I see myself as the guy I envision myself who I am is. I mean, it, which I still feel like I'm so far away from. But it's so closely associated, like with being a musician and being like, you know, figuring things out and getting yeah. in a bad spot and being fun, you know. So yeah, there so. is no figuring out. Well, I mean, it's just there's figuring out the the more of me. There's no figuring out life. Did you like, mention three bands? 
I don't remember. You said Zeppelin. That's one. Uh, yeah, Zeppelin. Big Radiohead fan. I'm supposed to do this Radiohead cover show last week. Yeah, it fell through because yeah, of a stupid, or, stupid storm. I had fun during that hurricane. I went hiking, yeah, drank beer. Good for you. Yeah, I know, right? You're miserable. I, I rule. <laughs> <laughs> I just warm wine on a cardboard box. <laughs> I was cold. <laughs> on a wet floor. I literally was cold during the hurricane because I was in the mountains. I made good life decisions. Uh, and one more. You need one more. Uh, I was always a big, big David Bazan fan, but I feel like I've kind of... Um, you think so? The new album? You like it? I don't have a list to it because I think I'm just past... <laughs> Curse Your Branches is a good fucking well, record. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that, 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 that's it. That, that's right there. That's, that's the, the truth. Um, three books? Uh, man, I... W- <laughs> I wouldn't have just make up three books because I... I wouldn't know the difference. I don't read I books. <laughs> I've read like one book in my life. I, I just want to sound smart, so I bring up books. I, I'm trying to like... In packing, we're like doing waves of like throw it away. Okay, I can, I can throw away this. Oh, damn it. Okay, I should throw away... You know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I didn't... I mean, I've always like really... I like Bukowski a lot. Okay. And so I've... I got a couple of his like collection of short stories. Never read it. I know everything I need to know oh, yeah? from Damien Sumi. That's, oh yeah, no, that's, totally. That's, that's, that's all. Yeah, that's listen so to Damien Sumi, and I've listened to Bukowski. I like Bukowski. He's just so funny and dirty. Yeah. He's and crazy, right? And, oh yeah, man. yeah. But hit the. I'm not very. I don't like reading so much because when I read, like even my, like my wife makes fun of me reading to my kid because I'm like. The cat jumps over the log and the dog says hello. She makes fun of you for reading to your child? Well, she's like, is that how you read? I'm like, well, that's just the... I can't find a voice. Like, even in a child's book, I don't know how to, like... You don't do voices around the house? Me? Well, I make stupid voices all the time. But, I mean, like, the reading a book, like, a long, full book, and trying to find the voice of a a writer and the pacing... Like, I'm not very good at that, you know? Like, if I You're not reading Bukowski for your child, are you? No, no, no. no. I did post a picture of her holding a Bukowski book, kind of trying to read it, but it was upside down. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. With glasses and everyone else, yeah. Uh, did we do three? Um, I don't know. Let's yeah, pretend we did. Um, and movies. You like films. I've seen you watch them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, we watched The Departed again the other day, which is like still one of my favorites. It's a, um, a Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> this is a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Okay. Is, is he in it? He's in yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and he's, he plays a cop or a bad guy or something? He's the... Yeah, he's the cop. He's well, the good guy. He I think I've seen it, but I, I forget. I have, I have seen your moments. I just think it's, I think it's so good because the... Uh, it's Scorsese. Okay. Scorsese. 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 Um, and just the pacing of it's so cool to me, where it's like there's so much they have to cram in the beginning of it, so it moves so fast, and then all of a sudden you hit this moment where it just slows. We down. call that the moment when Dee Dee falls asleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did we? Didn't we go see Drive together in the theater? Was that with you? No, that was another boy. Do you know, you've seen Drive, right? Yeah, yeah. I almost walked out and then it got, it, because it, it was the complete opposite. It was really <laughs> it was slow. slow. Yeah. And then all hell broke loose. Dude, I, I'd stepped out to go to the bathroom for like one second. What the, the first, fuck happened? First time in my life, like ever, like peeing in the room and come back in and Carrie's like, it got so violent. Like, <laughs> this movie? I don't think so. And she's like, seriously, it just got so violent. Like he just crushed violence. some guy's head in the elevator. I'm like, no. <laughs> It's so beautiful. But that's a, that's a great one, too. Did uh, you do three? I keep forgetting. Um, Almost Famous, and then probably like Dogma or something like okay, that. Okay, I've never also. seen that film either. You've never that's, seen Dogma? No, that's, um, that's a... Um, it's Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith joint. Yeah. <laughs> I just like saying joint. Dogma's great. You've never I know. seen Dogma? I, I don't think so. It's about God and stuff, right? Yeah, but it's but, like the the slant on his opinion on God. It, it's, cool. it's got Ben Affleck in it. And Alanis Morissette is God. 
Oh, that's funny. You didn't know that? Maybe I have seen Maybe. it. I feel like I've seen it. Like a young, hot Alanis Morissette who'd go down on you in a theater, right? <laughs> I think so, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions. And this is your fourth, actually, because you've done three in, in the past. True. I never thought about that. So True. make them work because we'll never see each other again. Um, <laughs> so I should ask you questions, what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Okay. I'm mumbling. Um, my first question. Okay. Okay. Is there a hobby or skill that you really wanted to achieve and you've started, but then you just didn't follow through? Mm. Like a couple years ago, I really wanted to get into woodworking and stuff. Okay. And I remember that. That was my funny. My dad bought me some tools and uh-huh. I did a thing or two, but just never. I could still do that, but I just, it fell apart as quickly as it started. Build a canoe. Um, I always wanted to play guitar. You know that, but I can't do that. Um, <laughs> cooking, that'd be nice, but yeah, another appropriate way. set of tools. Like, I don't have a sharp knife, and I'd just cut my fingers if I did. But you grill a lot, right? Yeah, but that doesn't count. Any any man can grill. Even well, girls I've, can grill. I've been grilling I, that, That's a recently. horrible thing to say. I just lost a big chunk of my audience. <laughs> girls grill better than men. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 anybody can grill. It's fire and meat, or vegetables if you're dumb. Well, there's, like yeah. a, there's a feel to it. Yeah. I've, I've burnt and undercooked a bunch of things to uh, undercooking you. always better you can't go back to burning you can well right. you can if you're like really talented but uh you can always overcook things uh no i've done everything i've ever wanted to do <laughs> you've successfully achieved everything <laughs> sure I, I don't know i've tried a lot of things but i i'm I, 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 you you know I, I mean I, I guess like musician would probably be your thing musician would be my thing I've always that's that's why I hate you so much <laughs> it's just so easy I I <laughs> <laughs> um oh, <laughs> fucking hate you that's a terrible thing to say alright uh, you have asked me your first question and I think I might have sort of answered it I'm going to ask you a question now it's coming mm-hmm. via phone right here Oh, sorry, I got distracted by that catchy-ass song. Um, my question for CJ Mask is, who is your favorite frontman to play with? Uh, you play in many bands. There's no wrong answer here. There's one that I'm leaning towards. Uh, but who is your favorite frontman to play with? Oh, and I forgot to say, this is uh, Richard Schiffey. Uh, one of the front men that you play with. Um, so, give us a straightforward answer, CJ. The, there are about three or four guys out there that are hanging their hopes on the proper response. I think they would all say me, but uh, that's just me. All right, love you, buddy. Hope you have a great trip to Nashville. Peter, I love scotching good conversation. Ooh, see ya. <laughs> well, that's our buddy uh, Richard Chirpy and I, I usually at the end of all this I I, uh, I thank my buddy CJ Mask for the haunting theme of Scott's a good conversation then I say he plays in with Mike Dunn and he plays with Richard Chirpy and all God's children that would be Richard Chirpy the lead singer of uh, Richard Chirpy and Company is that what he's calling himself now um, it might quickly turn into just Richard Scherfe doing Richard Scherfe here. Okay, I, I kind of gathered that also. Uh, but Richard wants to know, in all your travels around the world, the United States, playing guitar in numerous bands, including bands that wear mascara, who is your favorite lead singer to sing with? You're going to make somebody mad if you tell the truth. You know what's so funny is that... After playing with a good handful of guys that I think are just super great... 
in so many different ways. Um, I always, my idea of a, you know, I'm like always the kind of the, the right hand guy for most of the bands I play in. I always have this vision of this guy, the same skill set or talents or something as me. And what's always great is that they don't. They have a different skill set and talents. You know? You're better like, than them is what no, you're saying. No, no, no. You kind of are. You're <laughs> winking at me. I want yeah. to say like... You're, I see you winking. You're better like, than them. Sure. I wanted to be that guy and they want to be that guy. You know what I mean? So uh, everybody like I play with, I'm always surprised that they're... Um, like when I played with Alex Deason, he would kind of like lyrics get a little jumbled in his brain sometimes. You know, his own lyrics. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happens. But like with Mike Dunn, never messed up one of his own lyrics ever in the like There's ten years. Yeah. You know, but like uh, Mike's like writing skills that is different than Alex's or Richard's, and then Richard, same thing. I mean, he's never really jumbled up a lyric, or his voice is his voice is always like. He's like plus, an angel. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's like an like opera singer. Like he knows singer. what he's doing. Yeah. Even so when just, he's drunk out of his mind. Yeah. Even, or, or uh, as opposed to acting like he's drunk out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, he still nails it every time. So it's just funny, like, uh, it's made me appreciate everybody's skill set a little more. Like, honestly, I don't really have an answer for who who's my favorite. That's the right answer for the, this one. The ones I, the moments I like are when it's like, you rehearse for something, you prepare for something, and then something else gets thrown out there. And with Richard... He's always very open for like a moment, you know, like let's figure out what happens here or something, you know, and he's always down if I'm like, hey, I'm going to like just wave at everybody here. You just walk off stage and we'll just follow yeah. whatever happens, you know, and he loves it. He's down. So it's just cool to like have different opportunities to do different things with different guys who all have do different things, you know. It, it's been interesting to watch my musician friends who have realized this is horrible and and this happened even before i met you like it happened 10 years 15 years before i met you my musician friends like from high school realized that they're probably not going to be rock stars they can be <laughs> working musicians mm-hmm. and that's when the pressure comes and that's when the art starts getting made sure when you realize you know hey i i, I can do whatever the fuck i want i have a job uh-huh. and that's kind of fun and that's that's the beauty of watching richard play and and mike dunn i mean he he realizes that that Probably, maybe. Although there's still a chance for Mike. Mike, want, he's still out there hungry doing yeah. it. Whereas Richard's got other stuff going on. Uh, Richard yeah. ain't got nothing going. He ain't, he doesn't have a job or anything. Yeah, well, Richard, he's, he's working on his next album. Right I now. ain't worried about Richard. Richard's no. better off than all of us. Uh, no, but that's the thing. There's something about yeah, kind of what you're saying, where you're you're not. I don't know. Again, that's like a it's a skill set being a front man or whatever, and like being fun and I could do that. I'm particularly rough. And, yeah. You know? <laughs> Bono. Yeah. Jim Morrison. So, and I've played with guys even like in like cover bands and stuff where we're like great vocal. Like, well, actually, literally in a lot of these cover bands and stuff I sub in for, and like these wedding corporate bands where it's like people with great voices, but have no sense of musicality past. Just being able to sing, you know? Being being Steve Perry. Just being, you know, <laughs> just, just looking good and sounding good, but they don't understand music. How anything. horrible is that? If you're that, that, that guy who fronts Journey now, I mean, it's great. I'm sure you're swimming in pussy and money and stuff like that, and you get all the cocaine you've ever wanted in your life. But but you're still Steve Perry in the end. You don't get to be um, whatever he, sure, whoever yeah. he is. No, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's at some point that's got to get really really super old. I hope and assume he probably has a side thing where he's able to kind of you know he probably plays like sad acoustic music. Well, he, he's like 14 years old, and those guys are well into their 80s, I think. So I, I think he's gonna. They're all gonna die, and then he'll be able to make his art record uh question number two for you 
and this is where I start stealing stuff off the internet. You have been assigned a task by the aliens to make a propaganda artwork poster uh, depicting humans. What will you do to demonize the version of ourselves? Um, probably like to demonize. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I feel like the older I get, the more I realize how like terrible we like to easily put somebody on a pedestal or put an idea on a pedestal and just like to the you know somebody will sacrifice their whole life for this one idea of something or a person and really there's like so much gray out in the world that there's not a whole lot of black and white you know what I mean I, I threw this up on the Scotch and Good Conversationalist Facebook page plug mm-hmm. and uh, immediately posters of Donald Trump dressed like children would come up and yeah it, it's yeah. Uh, that, that was an easy one uh, it's the same idea of just like I mean as a guy people like will excuse anything he does to well, the, I think the <laughs> idea the of, degree of, is like, of propaganda is taking something like that and making it very cartoon friendly so everybody can understand it, even yeah. the stupidest of people and feed on people's emotions and he's a very very easy thing you can stick on a wall and 95% of the people are either going to go he's ugly he's stupid mm-hmm. he's a horrible person and people who don't understand the United States are going to think that all of a sudden this became political uh, uh, he represents us and mm-hmm. clearly he doesn't if you're listening someplace other than the United States he doesn't represent us uh, question number three for you I, I found out today by the way that I listen to Monsters in the Morning really? I, I mean I listen to all the time and hate that show but oh. the, uh, <laughs> the the show that dropped yesterday there's a person from the Monsters yeah, in the yeah, Morning yeah. on it but yeah I like her though Boggy Money we, we do like yeah. her we like Angel he's and been Angel's on the podcast great. I love Angel yeah he's been um, on the podcast just uh, the rest of them are just so dumb well, I, Carlos I, is great anyway. I, I've never said any of that I, I, I always they come in when the kids from Real Radio come in I say I got serious radio I don't listen to your radio yeah. station <laughs> um, but they said they, Sweden. they were talking about the top five Halloween costumes and Donald Trump is not even in the top ten this year that's sad well just, one of the guys uh, was just saying like how that should mean something like there's this guy who's an easy caricature of a person no one wants to be him and nobody wants to be him this year yeah even, yeah. even so children realize he's horrible uh, question question number three for you. Uh, what, and this is this should be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what you say about this. What role do artists play in gentrification? <laughs> gentrification? Yes. Uh, I mean, like in the way. It's how you perceive the question. <laughs> I mean, the pattern of like even moving to Nashville and trying to find like the hip, cool spot. You of know, course. is like the where was it shitty like. <laughs> now you know like where where can I bring a family that's kind of dangerous <laughs> exactly. but I can put an alarm in the house exactly yeah and so like as far as like gentrification it's like even I mean every major city goes to that like where the artists move into uh, the shitty loft apartment that was Soho. happening 30 years ago yeah, and then Soho. it's now on the you know now so. you can't move there yeah yeah Brooklyn so what, from what I understand I'm what not part of they have to play in that I mean that's just that's the way it works man that's where you know I don't think they they play in a role actively. I think it's just like... Do you think that they don't do it on purpose? No. Yeah, you guys just, are just kind of living the artist lifestyle and you, you look for big buildings with cool walls you can write graffiti mm-hmm. on and play music in and then all the other... Uh, us, us normal people, us unartistic people come watch you do your thing and then we buy property exactly, yeah. and open up gastropubs. It, you know what's weird though is like... Is that still a thing? Is the gastropub still a thing? or? or no. You know what's funny? I mean, even craft beer I feel like is less of a thing than it was. That makes just me a, sad. 
I guess. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we just call it nice beer. Right. That's what it's just beer now. Because I always say fancy beer. <laughs> yeah. Fan, fancy beer. Uh, you were you were talking about uh, artist and. Uh, oh yeah. No. No. Yeah. I think there's no actor. But even now, like, uh, trying to move and find that spot, like, it's hard. I mean, you have to really be like twenty and broke to want to live in the shitty part of town. You know what I mean? Like. I'm gonna do all the kid who wants to live in like the nice shitty part of town. Oh, you, you, know? you want to be able to walk to a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, independ- but an independent coffee shop. <laughs> I, I get it. I'm there. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, your second question, please, sir, young man, mm. my friend. I have a lot of choices here. The, the hard one, the hardest one. Um, are there time? Okay, well, eh, okay. Are there times? when your partner lies to you and you know they're lying to you but you're okay with it so i'll give an example you mean the the girl in the next room is listening to us <laughs> yes yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> i'll give you an example well, like it, when your relationship's so good i'll you, give you an example when diddy lied to you that you didn't know about it <laughs> yeah the example for you. no like uh specifically like there's times when like carrie's talking to me and there's a roach that runs across the you know from behind her and then she's like what's that i'm like nothing you know, and okay. I'll go kill that roach. Whatever, so you're, you know? you're the liar on this but equation. Yeah, yeah. yeah and okay. she, uh, and then she'll walk into the room and hear me like smack, and she'll be like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Nothing, it's fine." Just you know, playing drums or even like literally show. now. Now I think about it, she's like, "We'll lay down in bed," and she'll be like, "Everything be fine? You th- I think everything be fine?" I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." Kill a roach? No, I have no, no. idea. Well, yeah. I just mean like moving and all. You know, so there's plenty of times where I lie to her where I know she knows. I'm like, like specific. Well, back it up. Like talking about cockroaches. Like I'll kill a cockroach and. She's like, what is it? I'm like, no, nothing. You know, it's fine. You know? See, I think those are fibs. Well, oh, is that a fib? But, yeah, that's a fib. But, well, maybe that's what I mean. I mean, like a harmless lie that he knows a lie, but it really amounts to nothing. I, um... Do you think that... Do you think that's okay? Or you, should you just absolutely just be upfront with everything? By my partner, you mean my wife, not my gay lover, right? Well, I mean, yeah, tell I, me. <laughs> you. Uh, um, now, you've met Dee Dee, right? Uh, a couple times. Yeah, okay. You've been over her house. We've been to your wedding. <laughs> um, she doesn't lie well. <laughs> well, also true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this question is not very good for your situation. Yeah, she does, she's not good at lying. I mean, there there have been times when I I know she's lied and I've found out she's lied, but I, I would call them fibs. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. I think that's part of life. I think. Yeah. You know, and unless it's something terrible, something so so bad I can't get past it. it it's part of the gig. But we you, all, yeah. we, all, we we're all just trying to be the best we can be and and I think like in a relationship especially a good one like your your relationship and my relationship if someone's fibbing to you like again unless it's terrible mm-hmm. um, which we, I don't think we're going to have right if they lie it, it's uh, um, baby how come you didn't get home on time and it's like I had to get gas versus I stopped at Barnes and Noble and bought a book totally no, you know, it's, it's that's, that, what, that's what I mean yeah, it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing And uh, but to the point like do you think that when they know or you know that, that it's just a lie but you're like okay with it you know what I mean I think for like, the most it, part for, like, for meaningless things like there's definitely times where like I stay out late she passes out and I come home later than she wants to and I get back in bed and then the next day she's like when did you get home I'm like at like midnight, you know? <laughs> when it might be like five a.m., you know, and she she, she kind of looks really funny. Yeah, you're in no, trouble, totally buddy. No. Yeah, but there's plenty of stuff. But so it's like that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'm like, I wonder if that's harmful or not. Even though 
doesn't hurt anything whatever but but i, I think it's my intentions are good I, it's not you know I, i'm not I, hiding anything but like, unless you're drinking and driving and then your intentions are bad you're just hiding your alcoholism uh, i i, I, I but think even that's okay <laughs> why had you come here i i i think like fibs the difference between fibs and lies are you are bending the truth in order to not have heartbreak <laughs> or, or just have somebody disappointed and, sure. and bring drama that's unnecessary over something so small as coming home at, at one o'clock versus mm-hmm. 12 o'clock mm-hmm. unless you're coming home at five o'clock and you're doing crack with the whore uh, yeah. th- then that that becomes <laughs> oh, a lie that's, that's, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know what the yardstick by which we measure lies is oh totally you know and i don't I, you're a good dude and and also i think probably most of the time the, lo- the fibs we're telling, if our girls are truthful with themselves, they know we're telling fibs anyway. And there's a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, n- I never tell fibs. You don't think? <laughs> no. As far as, as far as anybody who's listening to this goes, I never tell fibs. There's always like the, hey, can you do laundry today in the afternoon? Like, hey, did you start laundry? Like, yeah, absolutely. Sure, I did. Run out walk to the yeah, right <laughs> Like, it's that kind of stuff. Like, you, don't, you don't need scrubs in the morning, but do you? the way I feel, like, I'm like, I'd rather be lied to. And just, even if I know it's a lie, just be like, ah, you know. It's like, relieve a little bit of worry. Even yeah, though it's, a lie like, is a lie unless you believe it's a lie. Oh. There you go. <laughs> I think. Fib. A fib isn't a fib unless you believe it, it's a fib. Hey, uh, kids. La uh, femme du fromage. They are Orlando's gourmet cheese shop. Everybody loves cheese. They, they source handmade, beautiful cheeses from around the world. From snacks to lunch to like a romantic dinner for two to like full-on catering. You can go in there and you can eat it right there or you can they can put something together that you can bring with you. Either way, um, you're going to want to go back again and again and again. Located in the Audubon Park Garden District at the East End Market at 3210 Kareen Drive, La Femme du Fromage. Go in there and tell them that we sent you. Question number four for you. How many homes slash houses have you lived in, not including the one that you're going to live in soon in Nashville in your lifetime? Yeah, uh, three. Really? Four and not very many. I think I've known you to live in... Three. Well, when when you came here, you oh, lived in Altamont. Altamont. And then you moved... To Terra House. Terra House. And then you moved to, to where you are now. now. So that's three. And then my family house, we moved when I was like 16. With a squishy pool. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Which is great. Okay. Um, and my house has a kid, so I guess it's five. Really? So I really have not moved around that much That's at all. crazy. It is crazy. For a guy who moves around a lot, you right. haven't moved around oh, a lot. No, not at all. That's crazy. I see. I, I appreciate the... Uh, and the older I get, I appreciate the concept of home as being, this is my home. Right. Like not More than this is where I keep my shit, this is, this is my home. This is what I represent as a person, what I re- what my wife and I represent as a couple, okay. the ideals, the and uh, it was only until we moved into this home that that I think I found a true home. You were at our first place. Yeah, yeah. Like when you met us, our first house that we owned. And that seemed like a home, but it wasn't a home. It was too small to be a home. I think it's also like, for me lately, it's like I want to have a home that feels like secure. Yeah. And 
the building it is and the life that we put in it. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. And that's why, like, hopefully, we can get in Nashville. That's what I was telling you about. Put like, together a home, like about your stuff and the things yeah. you're bringing up there, and and you've 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 never really truly put down roots here. Other than friendships, I think, and 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 the friends that are friends will be still your friends when you move. But uh, I think you're going to put down roots in Nashville. At least I hope so. And if not, it wasn't meant to be. Um, question number five for you: If life and death are properly understood, should death of a question number five? A lot of beer. If life and death are properly understood, should death? Should this isn't written correctly? I didn't write this. It, question number five: mm-hmm. If life and death are properly understood, should death, should the death of a loved one, lead to grief and sadness? There's no the between. Should properly. The, well, I mean, you have to define what's properly understood. But I guess the question is: If you understand that life and death is just part of, like, if death is part of life. And you understand that? Should grief be a part of it? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Grief is like the my like short stint in counseling. We talk about grief. Grief's like a whole, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. A whole thing you have to unpackage and figure out. And that's my favorite you're... sound that I make during a podcast. That's mm-hmm. that's me that's drinking the... a beer and not paying attention <laughs> to something about like, grief. Well, it sounds really. Uh, I mean, you sound really engaged. Mm. I, I know it's it's it's, it's a podcast episode 109 buddy <laughs> so you you said a grief is is something that's a psychologist said to you what yeah my sure like a little bit like counseling i went to was talking about grief i mean everything has some you can have some grief behind it but grief's a big grief's an umbrella term for a lot of emotions is what i learned okay and so grief is like you have to unpackage that and everything that comes with it so oh, yes i i, I, I so unpackage i leave it everywhere i go <laughs> Just you have some grief, and you have some grief. Well, yes, that's how that's Can how I'm so grief? mellow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, grief should absolutely be part of. But do, but do you think? Dying. Do you think grief, like as far as like you, you, you've you've, I've talked to my uh, about you. I've talked, I've talked about my dad to you, mm-hmm. and you know what? It breaks me up when I think about it because like, part of me is like I wish you met my dad. I've said that to you. Yeah. Um, but is that is grief the I miss my dad? Or is sadness the? Where was I going with this? Uh, grief. I think the grief is more selfish. Don't you think? Uh, from what I understand, grief is an umbrella for a, like I said, like a lot of emotions. Yeah. So it's not like grief is this one thing. Grief is the generalness of a thing that hurts you and a thing that confuses you. You know what I mean? I from again from, from like me working through some grief about things. Because I had to go to count, like I was the the state forced me to go to counseling, so and uh, was that was that when you went crazy? <laughs> we don't have to get into it. <laughs> uh, but uh, and that's I was like, can we talk about something else? And, you know, I was like, I have these things that still bug me, but they shouldn't. You know, and that's what I learned from her, like my counselor. And then they went, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> how much money can we get? You are guy? nuts. Yeah. So, but like that's that's from what I understand. Like as far as quote unquote grief. And grieving is like a process to unpackage stuff. You know, grief, grief is not like this one. It's not one specific emotion. But but I think as far as the question goes, so if we look at death as a thing, so my dad's dead. Mm-hmm. Either way I look at it, my dad's a good guy, so he's in heaven with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Or he is worm food. Mm-hmm. Either way, there there's grief? nothing I can do about it. Sure. Do I miss him? Yes. Does it make me sad? Yes. I wish he was here, but that's a selfish thing. 
you know, it, it was his time. Yeah. You know, unless my dad got hit by a bus, that that would that would make me sad. Sure. But it, it, and I guess I guess I've never experienced really true sadness. So mm-hmm. so anybody who's listening, I'm sorry if you've <laughs> if your dad got hit by a bus. You know, but uh, I, I guess you know, I guess it. Uh, it depends on how you look at it and it's part of the gig it's going to happen and if yeah. I walk out in traffic the way I look at it and I could be wrong is I was meant to get hit by a bus well that's just there's, life's just chaos there's no I th- like, it's just random bullshit it. that, that you, people get hit by buses all the time so so what we're saying is maybe should <laughs> no I'm saying they're no they, they answer the question maybe should, I, yeah <laughs> if we I think they're asking, like, should we really grieve something if you understand that it's just part of the process? Yeah, there's still, you know. It's sad. Well, it, like, that, if I a, fall down and know I'm going to fall and get hurt, should I still get upset about getting hurt? Yeah, you get hurt. You know what I mean? Pussy. <laughs> okay, so I guess you're right. Maybe. Did we answer that question at all? You did. I don't think yeah, I did. I, I argued with it. Okay. Um, what's, question number six. What's the most humiliating slash embarrassing naked moment you've ever had? Naked moment? Yeah, we went from very serious to naked. It's what we do here. Um, I mean, there's like naked baby pictures, obviously floating around, not on the internet, but like that you took or that that yeah. So uh, I that was no, a joke. Just, <laughs> I was trying to make it even funny. I paused too long. No, uh, yeah, it's, it's comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know what's great is like at this point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so on tour uh-huh. uh, this past year. Okay, naked go, pictures. Go, I t- took a lot of like nudes and was sending it to my wife like all the time. Okay, dick pics? Just the whole gambit. I okay. mean, I mean, dick pics. Like, what's unfortunate is that nobody really wants a dick pic. I you do. know what I mean? Do you want a dick pic? Sure. I'll send, send, me, send, dick send pic. me your dick pics over at scotchygoodconversation <laughs> at gmail.com. But like, that's uh, like, and you know, like if my wife sends me a picture of her boobs or something, Does kind she of do that? Yeah, you know, good for her. Yeah. What a good girl. Yay. Um, but, like, wife. if I try to reciprocate with, like, just here's pick. my dick, no, she's not interested in that, you know? No. Because nobody's really interested in that. I've seen her dick. It's not that she good. She just, like, gives me a thumbs up emoticon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even my dick. I'm pretty sure it's not my dick. Um, <laughs> it's just in general, like. It's just, you see a little big uncircumcised <laughs> dick on the internet. It's just sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you circumcised? I am. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. I, just, <laughs> I don't know why I asked. It just seemed odd. Okay, so dick pics and your wife. Um, she loves them. No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't love him. I was wrong. But anyway, so yeah. I don't know what clicked in this. Like the past tour is like just being in a hotel on the hotel bathroom light. I'm like, I'm looking pretty good here, you know. So I, I mean, initially it started off with just I'm sure just like some dick pics. But I have some pretty awesome, just like creative nudes. And so on tour, I was talking to the other guys about it. I'm like, man, been taking a lot of awesome nudes, and it's just like it's just guys being guys being stupid. There's a girl, two girls in the van in your last tour, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. are they in the back with their fingers in the ears? Well, we, I mean, they, they we, made them we ride shared pictures, van. but we were like, that's when I was like, hey, you know, how do you feel about getting sent like unsolicited dick pics? Oh, tour life, I know. I know yeah. what goes on in the van. And, they, and the, the girls both like, eh, you know. <laughs> I, I don't think they're into it. And no, they're just not. I mean, nobody wants a sad. I like, do. Send your dick pics to. <laughs> I just want email. I got that damn email address. No one sends me anything. Yeah, CJ. But anyway, uh, what was the question here? I don't know. No one one knows. There's no way to find out. Uh, Something about dick pics, I think. Um, 
most humiliating, embarrassing uh, oh, naked, naked moments. Moment. Yeah, I think I'm past whatever would embarrass me naked. As a, I'm just, I'm, I'm very comfortable myself. Now like, that you're all workout well, boy. Well, no, not even that. Okay. Actually, we. I don't. I meant to mention this earlier. I don't know if you're comfortable with this, but I'm just not wearing underwear at all today. You're Jim Morrison. Well, you should get some leather pants. That should be your new thing in Nashville. That's not even like a cool thing. It's just like all my laundry is packed up or just dirty enough to where <laughs> I left the house like and had nothing clean to wear. Okay, so the next person sitting in the green chair, <laughs> there's one level of cotton. What's it? Corduroids? Those cords? No, no, well, no. Corduroids make more noise. If you do well, I, I can't see anything. I'm blind and old. Yeah. yeah okay. So just khaki. Just leaving a little butthole. Fart over there. Well, you got a chance too. So uh, no, no naked, no naked moments. Um, naked moments. You ever been caught no. in the act? Uh, no. No, really? You're not doing it right. Until a cop catches you masturbating, you're not masturbating enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I should leave that out there. Like <laughs> I, I, that may or may not have happened. Uh, wait a minute. Where am I? Where am I? No one knows. Hey, kids. You know what's delicious? Beer. Beer is really good. And uh, CJ, tell the kids about the uh, red light, red light. Quick, go. Red light, red light was the first bar I probably fell in love with, and that. It changed my whole life. It was a place for me to go and hang out and have delicious beer when I didn't know anything about delicious beer and educate myself about what I like and what I don't like, which I, I like most beer. Mm-hmm. Um, every beer has its place. That's what I learned at Red Light, Red Light. I became a citizen and then quickly... Did you really become a citizen? Yeah, I mean, I didn't follow through with it, but... Okay, so you, you, you didn't become a citizen. You well, did. I mean, <laughs> I got the passport. Okay, so, so someone let you become a citizen. Uh... Are we talking about red light? Are we talking about yeah, red light. <laughs> yeah. Did you because there there was a citizens program where you drank a uh, specific amount of beers? What 40, 50 beers? No, the, the citizen program is awesome because it's like uh, you go through their program of trying out different beers and different like you know and their routine or whatever. It's a passport. It's a passport, okay. and then eventually you get so far, then you get a free thing, and then you do this next book, you get a free so, thing. You know, so like, did you not do it, or did you do it? Well, I quickly learned what I liked and didn't like. And so you didn't then, become a citizen. <laughs> No, I had a passport. But, but, but you didn't follow through on oh, the whole program. I guess program. I see what you're saying. So You failed. You failed at the program. So you're only a citizen if you've passed the program. Yeah. You, oh, you have to drink X amount of beers and, and take a little test at the end, and then sure. you, oh, you, yeah, you yeah. get a war- I'm reward. not going to take the test now. And no, you're moving. <laughs> you don't even like red light. But red light, red light. <laughs> Literally, it was the first like craft beer place I went to that it changed your life. Actually, the first time I ever went there mm-hmm. was New Year's Eve. The okay. first time, like two thousand, and then we moved down here. Um, because I met John. We moved in like August. Met John in October, or re-met him, I guess. And then uh, we went to Red Light for New Year's. Never been there. Okay. And they had free. Yingling on draft, like ten bucks to get in for Yingling. This is the original red light. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Off one point oh, New England. Yeah, yeah. And so went in there, and I never had Yingling before, but I remember I thought Yingling was Blue Moon. Okay, that's and I was not, like, because yeah. I was like, I don't want Yingling. I don't like this, you know. But I yeah. went there and got a free one. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, you know. And then, uh, I mean, got super drunk to the point where we got back to the apartment, and I just couldn't walk upstairs. So I told Gary, I was like leave me and I laid down in a parking space <laughs> go on with the others uh, yeah I was like just go back up there I'll be fine I laid, me. 
I laid down. I thought I laid like like a patch of grass on the here. Said, did you say I laid, in a parking space? I was in a parking space. Like this is the worst out. red light commercial ever. <laughs> go ahead. And uh, then she came down like an hour later and poked at me. I was like, "Let's go upstairs." I'm like, "No, leave me. It's fine." And she's like, "You'll be run over. You have to like at least not be here." Yeah. In, in so a gathered space. some you know sense and went upstairs and passed out in the porch. Something, but but ever since, I mean. That's that's why red light's my favorite bar. So red light, red light. If you enjoy sleeping in parking spaces, no, <laughs> and they don't have Yingling on the menu anyway. What they do have is twenty six rotating taps of delicious, real, honest to goodness craft goodness craft beer, and two traditional beer engines for cask cooled ales. Three hundred plus bottles and cans. They also have award winning brewing in-house they've got a pretty stellar wine list they are located like a hop skip and jump away from my house in the audubon park garden district at 2810 kareen drive they're open seven days a week happy hour from five to seven red light red light beer parlor tell them that we sent you your third question for me please young man i don't know i feel like it's gonna shift well i want to ask you well, this is not my real question, but what's you your throw your phone on the floor? Just angry. Okay, I don't want to leave Orlando. What's your? I don't know this answer. Okay, and I probably you're gonna say the right answer, but what's Put your favorite? Left. What's your favorite beer? Um, or we can do like a top. I, I, I just was trying to see how long I can make that noise. Mm. <laughs> uh, it it depends. I I tend to go Imperial Stouty. And this is why this time of year is the best time of year. Ten fifty is out. Oh yeah, I saw you, but I don't like it. Yeah, ten fifty. Oscar, Oscar Blues—they don't have that. This one thing. I don't know if it's hops or whatever. You don't like the Oscar something. Blues? Get the fuck out of my really studio. Like yeah. I mean, if you have it, I'll drink it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have it, but I hate it in the back, so you wouldn't see it. Because, because I honestly, I feel like, a, like at uh, five thirty in the afternoon. We, you got to leave soon, by the way. Um, at at five twenty in the afternoon, ten fifty is a bad idea if you have to go yeah. work. I, I, I like Imperial Stouts, and and I think the best beer I ever had, no, was at. Wicked Weed in Asheville before they got bought out by Anheuser Busch. Yeah, and I sat. I told this story on the podcast. I sat down, and I, I was like, "I'll have the Imperial Stout" because I wasn't familiar with Wicked Weed. This was like three or four years ago. Were you like the downstairs area? No, the, the Funkatorium. Just... No, I, I was just upstairs because I wasn't even aware that the Funkatorium was, right, a, it was thing. a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was just at the bar upstairs, and I had the most delicious beer I've ever had in my entire life, hmm. and it was like five bucks, and. He, what was it? It was an Imperial Stout. I'm not sure. It was just, it was yeah, it, it, it was just insane. And, uh-huh. and uh, my wife had a beer, and he said that's that's like nine dollars. And I was like, no, this beer was worth nine dollars. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what this is. May I have more, please? And he's like, no, it's it's nine dollars. So, Wicked Weed. I think there's a reason they got bought out. Hopefully, they uh, won't water down their product yeah well they probably all but I, I i love an imperial stout i i'm not loyal to any real brand yeah. unlike you i enjoy the oscar blues <laughs> I, t- I think they just bought cigar city from what i understand oh really i think so which i think is a good thing i think oscar blues and i could be wrong so don't write me any emails write me emails send me dick pics uh, <laughs> at that's got a good conversation at gmail.com um I, I think I, I enjoy the Oscar Blues. I think mm. I enjoy Imperial Stouts. I, that's, that's what's great about it. like uh, well, what Brent at Red Light a long time ago like 
owner of my favorite craft beer bar ever. Red Light, Red Light. I asked him, yeah. yeah. I was like, what's your favorite beer? And he, his answer was like, every beer has its place. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, man, that's a cop-out answer. But he was like, no, for real. I mean, I, well, like, I, I'll I, drink this. He's like, I like things, but like everything, if it's Sunday afternoon, I'll drink something different than on a Friday night, you know? I, like, I, I, I've been getting into sours now, and I'm no, I, I'm late to the party on this one. Yeah. Like, I, I've been really getting it. Like, that farmhouse ale that we had earlier, That like, that was kind of a soury yeah. thing. And, and uh, I dig that, too. And, the uh, the last one we had that was a farmhouse ale which tends to be a little less ABV, mm. but that one was like seven point five. So I'm 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 happy hovering around there. And yeah. then the flavor, like a big mouthful of flavor, like a punch you in the face thing. Yeah. Because I grew up in a time when Budweiser ruled. Right. You know, if I wanted to get exotic, it was Moosehead. Uh-huh. So <laughs> anything IPAs, I went nuts. And is I know IPAs. Still a thing? What is Moosehead still a thing? I think it is. If you're in Canada, I think it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Moosehead and Molson pretty much rules yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to. That ask. was a bad thing too. Like on the first time I had an IPA, I was like. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> the same thing for me for coffee. Like I remember my dad gave me coffee when I was a kid. And I was like, after like a dinner at a nice place, he'd coffee. Yeah. I'm like, what's that? Give it to me. I'm like, oh, this is awful. I love it. Give it to me. You know, you drink like, coffee now, right? Oh yeah, all the See, time. See, I don't drink coffee because I know I will become obsessed by coffee. Uh, it's the same thing with like like IPAs for me. I was like, this is everything I wanted to be. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> the alcohol option is great. The yeah, taste it, is it, like it, it will get me drunk and it, and it tastes like something versus tasting like water. I am going to ask you a question now. I didn't Stop ask my real question. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm a little drunk. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, you asked me the beer question. Yeah, but that would only oh, that, that, Okay, thought. that didn't count. I, I didn't like that one anyway. Do you... Okay. This, this is actually like probably a good one. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes. Mm. Oh, well, you sound like you don't. Nah. <laughs> you don't? I mean, it's just like... Uh, well, I just mean like there's definitely like... I mean... Wait, do you think you and... You think two people are definitely... Well, you, I see what you did there. You, you, you were going to say, do, you, do I think that Dee Dee and I are soulmates? No, well, I mean, yeah, you kind probably of, think yeah. you do, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I think, but, but I think I, if it, all the people I know, you and Dee Dee probably are soulmates. But, but like, do you think that's really like a thing? Like, two people are like put on Earth at the same time to find each other? That, yes. But I, I think my definition of soulmates might be the wrong definition of soulmates. I think there's more than one person for everybody, but it just takes a long time to find that person. Sure. And I went through a myriad of people who I thought might be oh, so, oh, for, oh, for, for, for oh. an evening or for oh. uh, for, uh, for years. Ladies, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I... I it amazes me how how well I get along with with yeah. Dee. Like I mean, you've seen it, and everybody kind of we, that's just a partnership uh, uh, that you can work with. Yeah, you know, it, it amazes me every time. Like I I, I wake up, I was like, she's still fucking there. Like I can't. I, <laughs> I would have left me a long time and tried to leave me for a long time. Yeah. I, I can't believe that she's still there. And and but but I also believe that there is there is a myriad of soulmates, and sometimes maybe not for everybody. Like my mom. I don't think there's another soulmate for her. Sure. You know, but if 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 Dee Dee died, I can't say that there won't be somebody out there. I, I can't see myself looking for somebody. Mm. Um, but I, I, who's to say? You know, but there, there there's a click between like two people sometimes. And oh, you, totally. You meet them, and, yeah. and and you can't tell me. And I know you love your wife, and your wife is amazing. Mm. Uh, but you can't tell me that like you you'll go into a line at Seven Eleven to buy a. a a, a coke or something and you 
click with somebody and you go i'd like to meet that person. i'd like to talk to that person yeah, yeah, yeah. i'd like i'd like to get to know that person better you know and it, it, it is there's some chemistry between people mm-hmm. is that your soulmate I, I don't know yeah but it, it's just a matter of hanging out i i think you know is there a soulmate for me in, in tokyo someplace maybe but i i don't care because i i've met my my soulmate right yeah, yeah. you know i I don't know if that answers your question. No, I think it does. Yes and no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Question number seven for you. In a room full of celebrities with music stars, film stars, and sports stars, who are the A-list celebrities? For me? That's how you perceive the question. Yeah. (laughs) That I don't hang out with. I think. Mm-hmm. I think as as the the, the uh, questions written, this would be a society's a list. Society's a list. Yeah. Uh, and we can even go regional. The United States a list. What's the question again? I'm confused. In a room full of celebrities, with music stars, film stars, and sports stars, who would be the a list? This question sucks. I didn't write it. No, I didn't. I know. Who would be the A-list? I did write this question. Who's ever popular at the time? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, who's my A-list? It would be different than who is not popular. It's about perception. and Maybe you're a A-list, but is your A-list representing the United States? No, my A-list represents me. Okay, so so you're, I'm guessing, would be music stars. I guess so. I mean, it would just be like, even... You know, it's funny. I identify myself, identify myself sure. as a... Uh, I'm like on the cusp of like millennial in some ways. <laughs> which Peter does not identify himself as. No. But, which is fine. I know. Um, and I, I do and I don't. Like I have... But there's... I don't know. There's some new studies there all the time. Like I'm not Generation X or something. I'm Generation Y or some nonsense. I think you might be Y... I, I don't know ish or something yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah, it is I don't care which is probably a very it's like a four year <laughs> thing whatever you know it's pre uh, you know student loan debt <laughs> out your ass or something like that but yet I have that situation you know what I mean like so I identify myself with those people but then I meet those like people who got you know who were born 92 and I'm like oh no I'm not you you know so what year were you born in 83 Three. Okay, I'll, it, it I'll accept special. that. Yeah. Okay, all right. But uh, uh, but my point being is, uh, the older I get, I feel like, like, I like. Well, I don't really like James Taylor. Okay. But there are like, my dad's generation like loves James Taylor. James Taylor can do no wrong, and I'm like, he's just the cheesiest corniest white guy ever you know fire and rain is both brilliant and stupid fire and rain that's that's what I was going to say fire and rain (laughs) okay you got me yeah um, Carolina on my mind or something whatever it's just terrible you got a friend that's pretty cheesy that's not James Taylor though is it it's Carol King isn't it oh yeah 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 but I think but anyway there's a lot of that stuff but that's like your generational identity is like that person whatever and now the older I get I'm like I'm there's stuff that comes out and there's like you know, musicians or artists or something like that that come out and I'm like, I don't know. Not that I'm too old to get this, but I get this, but I'm just like one cycle ahead of it where maybe I've seen it before or something like that, but I just don't identify with it anymore, you know? So we talk about eight, like a who's the A-list celebrities and I talk about who I identify with personally. That might not be, you know, I'm not going to identify, identify with Kardashian or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, 
He's <laughs> not that I'm beyond it, but like my like for me, my generation, I you know, I'm just not. Are are they a list celebrities? I'm not even sure. I mean, even let's say like three years ago when they were a thing, are they a thing? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay, but when they were a thing, would they be a list celebrities? Sure. What do they do? You know, you know what I think would be kind of cool is to. Because every year I do like, well, I don't do taxes. I have somebody who does taxes for me. Oh, yeah, just you just don't everything. do taxes. I but thought, there, yeah. there yeah. have to be like celebrities who can just write off their entire life because their entire life is, is their business. Uh, you know, I'm gonna do that. So like a Kardashian has to be able to write off her entire life because her entire life is her. Yeah, source food, of income. You know what I mean? Like hair, yeah. clothes, house, totally. Car. And, that, and that has to be vi- like that. That's definitely a viable excuse. You to should write do that when you go to Nashville. You should become a celebrity. I mean, I want to. Okay. Like, I'm just... But what is that even... So, how do I make my entire source my persona? I don't know. You got good hair. Yeah. You've been working out. <laughs> <laughs> I will write these things off. Okay. Um, quest number eight, and I think you know what's coming, and that you're leaving, so you have to you have to supply me with the hugest list ever. Who do you know that I don't know besides Jared? Who uh, I do know, Jared. Uh, I'll cut that out. Who do you know that I don't know that can come on the podcast and uh, supplies something to the city that you're leaving? Uh, who do I really don't know? See, uh, yeah, I feel like you asked this last time. When I, was I did ask this. This is the most this important the question, question of the podcast. It's what made us get to where we are. It's just like so on spot that that's what's the so weird. second best podcast in Orlando. <laughs> that's true. I know, Look right? Twice, two times. Sure. Look at you. Who saw yeah. that coming? You, you never thought I'd get to the second best. <laughs> I don't know who'd be interesting enough to. I think I've interviewed all your friends. Yeah, I don't have very many. I know. I'm going to have a party tomorrow night and it was going to come out. I'm coming. Okay. Yeah. I think so. At red light, red light. Are we still friends? Sure. (laughs) I'm going to come sleep on your couch when I visit Nashville. Yeah. I'm going to throw up in your bathroom. Yeah, please do. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get uncontrollable diarrhea. (laughs) Anyway, uh, oh, well, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. What? I might have one more question. Okay, hit me. That might be fun. It's 530. I had like a preliminary. I mean, who knows? Okay. Okay. Um, That's the spirit you're leaving. Burn those bridges as you go. What is what is your favorite journey lyric? Um, I feel like you you're a cool enough guy to come up when journey was. I mean, it's still not cool, but you, you know, I um, is there a lyric I, by I journey? Really, I really don't like journey at all. Yeah, I, I appreciate what they do because they write pop music, but I like lights, and I didn't. Oh yeah, I didn't like lights until I went to San Francisco. And uh-huh. it's it's about San Francisco, in and I can't quote it, but it, I, I know like if they they talk about the, the city on the bay, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll never do that. I'll cut that out. I, I but I, I appreciate it more now that I, I understand uh, lights. Yeah. Also, uh, Steve Perry has some good lyrics, man. That's what. I'm, yeah. The more I dive into it, and by dive into, it, I mean I'm not really diving. Into it. I'm just accepting it as something that's real. Um, I mean, he he knows what he's doing, man, and he has some like he has some points where you're like, all right, Steve Perry. As a kid, as a teenager, I had a, of course, I had a uh, like a long distance affair with somebody, and I sent her the lyrics his separate ways. Oh. Uh, someday love will find you, uh, yeah. break those chains, chains that, that bind, bind you. Uh, though we touched and went our separate ways, you know that, that's how I wooed women with other people's words. <laughs> uh, there's one that's like, I mean, there's two or three, even like. Uh, <laughs> Steve, we're talking about journey lyrics. <laughs> What's the faithfully? 
there's one where he was, talks about because the point of the song is he's on tour yeah yeah circus life under a big top yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, but the one I get the joy of rediscovering you that's sweet that's oh man that's great yeah did did you hear that on tour and cried a little bit no I just played it the other week and I was like this is pretty fucking good here's if you're listening to this google journey faithfully and look for the official video oh yeah because I think I've told you about this (laughs) (laughs) because all through it Steve Berry has this great 80s mustache and then about three quarters of the way there's this shot of him shaving with with shaving cream on his lip and he's looking in the mirror and he shaves off his mustache and it's so great it's like so my, sad it's, for no reason it's, like, what, it's, it's, what does that even mean I think he's going home and he's going to get the joy of rediscovering and, he and that's why he has to shave his mustache because he doesn't want to irritate her pussy by eating her out with a mustache <laughs> I think this I, is a great way to end the podcast I, yeah see I'm so, so glad you asked that question Steve Perry cares about his wife's vagina lips mm. Mm. well thanks for coming in <laughs> He's got to be divorced. There's no way he's still Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a douche, I think, don't you think? Oh, actually, I think Steve Perry is probably pretty all right. All right, I see, because I, I feel like he's hard to get along with. Or, or is it the rest of the guys in Journey? It might be the rest of the guys. Okay, it's still Steve Perry. Is no, fine. Steve Perry probably did, he does not have the same voice he had two years ago. That's why he's not in Journey. Yeah, I did. I, I, but it hasn't been two years ago. It's been like. Oh, it's been like 20 15 years. years yeah. 20 years, yeah. I, I think he has a bad hip. I feel like he might have a bad hip. And I don't, he's not confident about his hair. He's a girl that mustache back, though. Why does that bum me out that Steve Perry might have a bad hip? You really love Journey, don't you? It's okay. You can love Journey. No, it just surprised me when I, you find a moment in Journey. You're like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> some, will win, some will win, some will lose, some are born to sing the blues. That's pretty I, good. I made peace with that song. That's pretty good. It took me a long time because I hate it because that came out when I was like in sixth grade. Well, that's what I mean. Yes. <laughs> and, and all the kids who weren't listening to, it was in sixth grade, I think I meant listening to The Doors. So I, I was like, I like oldies. Yeah. And they were listening to the new music journey and I found it really irritating. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, I hated it then and then I kind of switched into... Flock of seagulls or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not yeah, sure. Something almost yeah, cooler. But also, I still didn't like Journey. And then, up until like ten years ago, when I was in my 40s, I, I was angry at Don't Stop Believing. And then I listened to it one day, and I was like, "This is a really good song." <laughs> it's Born to Run for Journey, I think. And that chorus isn't coming until like halfway through the song. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost said we all need the clowns to make us smile, but that's well, well, that's faithfully. That's, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm sorry. I've been I've been drinking. I'm going to end this now. CJ, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. You're moving to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, see ya. Yeah. If you're in Nashville, hire CJ. See what I did there? Please you're you're going to get hired. Uh, he He's talented. He's funny. He's smart. He's honest. He's a good-looking dude. And, uh, Muscles. He, he he muscles also. Um, this, this this is weird because this is also the part where I want to thank you for writing the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. You wrote the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation. How long did that take you? Uh, well, I'm I'm bummed because the outro I feel like is better than the intro. I, I always say that you know, wasn't my podcast because that's how that's how I get people to listen through every through all my commercials. I say CJ always says the last part is better than the first part. It sounds like there's horns in there. Did you play the saxophone? No, no, no. It's the horns it's all are fake, but yeah, I, know. I made them kind of cool. I know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's very funky. I yes. just I when when he asked me to do that, I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, what would Peter really like? You know, and then. Immediately, I was like, he would like something funky like this. Yeah, you know? he, he would you like, faithful, me, like trying faith, to sound cool, faith, singing it. Faithfully by Journey, <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. Uh, 
he uh, he's moving to Nashville. Hire him, and if you're in Nashville, yeah, I think he's gonna probably play guitar someplace there. Probably in a bar or something. Um, is this more. good? Will this work? Yeah, this is great. Okay, thank you. Um, Want to remind you that this episode and every episode is brought to you by Bama Pama Vintage. B A M A P A N A Vintage. Google it, learn it, live it, love it. If you're in Orlando, they do pop-ups all over the place. Mention Scott's a Good Conversation and get 15% and a hug right there on the spot. Red Light, Red Light Beer Parlor, the best independently owned craft beer parlor in Florida, possibly the United States, maybe the world. 2810 Kareen Drive in Orlando, Florida, and La Femme du Fromage, Orlando's Cheese Shop, located in the East End Market at 3210, right up the street from Red Light, Red Light. Kareen Drive. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe. Leave us a review. Um, give us a call, 407-965-5557 or an email at scotchagoodconversation at gmail.com. CJ, tell mm-hmm. the kids goodbye. That's how it goes, right? I don't know. <laughs> Your song is that? <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. I love you. Thank you for coming in. I'm going to miss you, but I'll come visit you. Please do. You guys uh, be nice to each other, hug each other, love each other, talk to each other. All right. Take care. Peace. Bye-bye. Production.